Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Equipped to Be Show with Connie Albers. Equipped to Be is a podcast dedicated to helping you discover and develop your unique strengths, gifts, and talents so you can apply them to all areas of life. So let's get ready to dive into how you are equipped to be. Hello and welcome. I am so glad you're with me on this podcast today. We're going to deep dive into something because after I posted the podcast on strengths and weaknesses and your love language and, you know, your Myers-Briggs, boy, did I get the feedback. It was actually great feedback. And that's why we're going to do this topic today on guarding yourself against labels. Here's what happens. And I get this all the time. Oh, Connie, people will introduce themselves to me and say, I so identify with you. I am a ENFJP or I am a, and I'm kind of exaggerating a little bit. I, my love language is quality time or my love language is words of affirmation or my top strength is focus or my top strength is learner or input or woo. And that's how they introduce themselves to me. And so when I started getting all these emails, I thought we need to unpack the purpose of knowing and utilizing those assessments. I know, you know, we touched on it during that podcast. And if you didn't get to listen to it, it was, um, I, I believe the title is Strengths and Weaknesses. But I talked about that in a previous podcast. And all I want to say is those assessments, and I said it during the podcast, assessments are tools. They're not the gospel but they're also not how we identify ourselves. And that's why we're going to talk about guarding yourself against labels, against types or strengths or weaknesses or personalities. You know, I'm an introvert or I'm an extrovert like you, or I'm very sensitive or I'm very feeling. And I'm just going to say right now, we've missed the mark if that is how we identify ourselves. Yes, Those help us in knowing how God hardwired us or our children or our spouse, but they aren't excuses to not being compassionate. They aren't excuses to being rude or to not tackling a tough topic or tough season or hard trial in your life, because this is the truth. You're made in God's image. That's it. You are made in his image. What does that mean? It means that you have the ability to be kind and compassionate and forgiving and grace-filled and long-suffering and full of mercy. You are equipped. And more than that, you are required to exhibit those character qualities, those virtues. See, our strengths and our assessments, you know, all those wonderful assessments, if you don't know them, that doesn't mean you can't live life. They're just, they're tools. You know, some people have a lot of tools in a toolbox that they know about, and some just have some basic ones. doesn't mean you don't have them. It just means maybe you don't know how to use them per se. Questions I I was getting led me to, you know, kind of addressing this topic because there was a season where I was a a contact mom. I, I, I worked with a ministry, and I just really coached and mentored young moms on how to parent and how to be a mother. I love that. But here's what ended up happening. There was a book that, you know, people were reading at the time and they would call me and they would say, Connie, on page, you know, 110, it says this, this is what I should be doing. And I'd be like, no, 
That is a resource, just like everything, like my book, Parenting Beyond the Rules. It is a resource. It's not the gospel. It's not exactly what you're going to do with every situation that comes in your life. It's it's a guideline. It's it's a resource to help you navigate the parenting of teens. I mean, that's really what my book focuses on. Well, this ministry, I kept hearing it over and over and over, and I wanted to say to these women, actually, I did say to these women, stop quoting it and applying it as if it as if it doesn't work, you must be doing something wrong. Now, truth is, there is validity in taking stock and stepping back and saying, okay, now I'm trying this and it isn't working. Maybe I need to change my approach, or maybe I need to analyze how I'm actually thinking about this whole situation. That's very different, and that is good, and that is healthy. But to embrace a a type like the Enneagram and say, I am just this way, and then you you run over people because your ideas are better or because you're a stronger personality type, no, that's wrong. That's an unhealthy way of processing what that information is about, or because I'm on Enneagram, let's just say, oh, I'm a one. A one always strives to be right. And and a lot of times they strive, they are right about a lot of things because they do so much research. They really, you know, are wrong. But that doesn't mean that somebody has a type one is always right. And it doesn't mean that their way is always right, as if everybody else's way is wrong. That is an unhealthy one. And when we think about strengths and weaknesses, it doesn't mean if you have the ability to be a strategist, like you're just really good at strategy, that your strategy is the only right strategy. That's narrow thinking. It's not considering that God uses all of his people and that all of us have the ability to share ideas and implement them in a different way, to even even come up with ideas. They're all going to be different. Some of them aren't so good, and we do need to toss out. And usually through the process, we do, or we end up trying something and it doesn't work, and we still end up saying, eh, that probably wasn't the best thing. It also doesn't mean if you have a lack of ability to, say, be a, re- a learner. Like, you're just, you're not really interested in learning. You're you're interested in, you know, other aspects. You know, you're constantly making friends. Uh, you're constantly connecting people or relating to people, and that is how you are wired. That does not mean that you aren't a learner. It doesn't mean you should overpower or kind of feel inferior to somebody else who is. This whole notion, this is this is what I, I was hearing from so many of you. Thanks for the feedback. I mean, I love your feedback. You can always send me, you know, drop me an email at Connie Albers, Connie at ConnieAlbers.com. I love to have your feedback. And it actually is what helps me make this show better because I know what you're thinking And more importantly, I know what the words that I'm saying, how they're landing in your heart. I want them to land into the right place. I want them to be understood and with great clarity. And the way that I get that is by your feedback. So trust me, I am grateful for your feedback. But who you are and how God made you doesn't mean you are to run over other people who do not exhibit this exact same personality, strengths, Enneagram, Myers-Briggs. It doesn't mean that. So I'm, I'm hammering this. I'm really wanting to drive this home because in our quest to be more like Christ, which we should be, in our quest to be our, better, our best selves, and I'm not making fun of that, but sometimes that annoys me when I, when I hear, I'm just, I'm just trying to be my best self. Well, your best self is still going to fall woefully short of being perfect. I'm sorry. If that is your bend, you want to be perfect, if you haven't heard this before, you're not going to be perfect. 
None of us are. And if your tendency is to be like melancholy and say, well, I'm not perfect, so I'm not even going to try. And if any of you know me, (laughs) you know that I often will use a Disney character, and I'm sorry, but that's an Eeyore mindset. No, that's not right either. Along the way of living and learning, we have to properly apply the knowledge we are gaining. And I heard someone at a conference I recently was speaking at. It was a Christian podcasting conference. And I was having this conversation, and and this person says, experience trumps knowledge every day. And I had to meditate on that a lot. I really pondered it. I went to scripture and, you know, just talked about how God talks about our experience. Yes, knowledge is good. I mean, I certainly want somebody who has gone to to school to become a cardiologist to do heart surgery on me, right? I'd, I'd rather a cardiologist than an oral surgeon. Yes, they're both precise and they can do a great job of cutting me open, but I want them to know how to fix the parts properly. And I'm, pro- I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Knowledge has its place, but experience will trump that knowledge. And what do I mean by that? And some of you may disagree, and I'm totally fine with that. You may know a lot about a topic, or you may have talked to a lot of people, and therefore you've learned what their struggles are with a, with a topic or you know how they've actually done something. And that is knowledge. I've studied the, the different personality types. I've studied those. I have a, a lot of knowledge. I'm a master in the strengths. I, I get all of that, but it has actually been because I have been applying this and working with it for over, what, 35 years now, that I have been able to see a variety of examples and illustrations and misuses in person in real life, as opposed to just reading about it or just talking to somebody who is a, you know, who's an expert on it. And I say this, you'll hear me, y'all, if y'all listen to me, just, you're going to know when I talk about homeschooling, I always say, there's not a right way. There's so many people out there telling you how to do it this way. Or if you're doing private school, how to, how to do it this way. Or if you're in public school, how to do it this way. I, I, I re- I'm sorry, you guys. That's where I kind of push back and say, no, I, no, I'm not a rebel, but no, I'm a thinker. And, and I am a person who says, no, God has uniquely formed and fashioned you to fulfill the assignment that he has for you. And I want you to hear that. You have an assignment and your assignment is different from mine. You may be great at communications. That may be your strength, but strength and PR and all that, that's, that's like my sweet spot, right? And you, that may be your sweet spot, but that doesn't mean we have the exact same thing. It just means that we're gifted in a specific area and God's going to give us a unique assignment that's tailored to us. That's what you have to understand. So all the comments and stuff that I was getting about, well, I'm an introvert or I'm just very sensitive. All, all that stuff that I was getting, I started just to kind of step back and go, I need to talk about the experience element. That is something that, you know, I, in the homeschool world, I've been involved in that community now for 29 years. And if you don't homeschool, that's fine. It's just, that was my assignment. God called me to homeschool all five of my children, which is why I speak about homeschooling and how to raise children, and how to teach children, and how to build sibling relationships, and how to do life with each other, because you are with each other all the time. How do you do that? And how do you stay sane? And how do you financially make it work? I talk about all those subjects. Why? Because I have experience in that. You have your story, and you have experience. If, if you're 25, 
and you're listening to this, yeah, your life experience is, is going to be not as much as the experience that say I have. It doesn't invalidate your experience, right? It just means that we're going to be looking at it through the lens of our knowledge and our experience. That goes the same if you're 35 and you have young children. Your experience is what it's like where you are in your season. Same if you're 45 or if you're 55 or if you're 65 and you know you're in a different season of life. Every season brings about new opportunities for learning and growth. It also means that we have to adjust what we have learned to the new situations, to the new surroundings, to the new people God's brought into our life, whether, you know, I've, I have like daughters-in-law, son-in-law, you know, I've got their parents. Those are all new dynamics for me that I'm learning to navigate. You're doing the exact same thing in your season. You may have recently been married and you've got in-laws you're trying to learn to uh, love and develop and cultivate a relationship. You may have teenagers that's kind of new and you're not quite sure how to navigate all of that doesn't negate any of what I've said about strengths and weaknesses. Those complement what we do in order to build connections, authentic relationships with the end goal of doing life with people, of pointing people to the Lord. That is, that's like the ultimate goal, guys, period. We have to guard ourselves against the labels of identifying ourselves as I am a this, I am a that. Yes, We should know what our strengths and weaknesses are because they help us do what? Navigate life. They help you manage the season. When you know, the the other hot topic now is triggers. Know what your triggers are. You know, triggers, everybody's had triggers. When I was younger, it was, you know, how to deal with irregular people. (laughs) In the book, there's this book I read a long time ago. You know, I wanted to know, like, how do I deal with those difficult people? Well, the truth is, sometimes I'm that difficult person. And many times, you are that difficult person in somebody else's life. And they're trying to figure out how to navigate and how to, you know, manage a relationship with you. It's all the parts of just living life. Do you get me? Do you understand what I'm saying here? So when we guard ourselves against labels, we don't put that label on us like, oh, I'm a doctor. No, a doctor is just something that you do if you're a doctor. You're a father, you're a husband, you're a son, an uncle, you're a nephew, you are a neighbor. Those are all, those are like who you are. The doctor part is just what you do. Same with I'm a mom. A mom is not who I am at the core. It's what I do. It's the assignment God's given me to mother, to to nurture, to protect, to raise, in my case, five children. And now that all of my kids are adults and I have three that are married, now my role, and I had this conversation recently with a couple of my kids, I said, now my role is different. You don't need mommy. But I spent three hours taking my daughter to the doctor because, you know, she wasn't feeling well. And sometimes it's just nice to have somebody go along with you. I'm not mommying her. I'm just, I'm her mom. It's a role, it's a title I'm never going to change. But I remember having this conversation just recently that, listen, my role isn't to tell you what to do and how to live. Now my role is to keep our family close. And let me tell you, it's a lot more challenging with adult children than it is with little kids who won't share their toys or don't want to share the snacks or teenagers who aren't necessarily kind to their siblings or they exclude the sibling. It's very, very different than those scenarios, navigating relationships with adult children because you can't tell them what to do. So you have to navigate that role differently. Well, that's the role that I'm in right now. 
I have adult children. I want those sibling relationships as close as they are. I want them to stay close. I want them to work through offenses, personality differences. None of my kids are the same. You've heard me talk about this. If you've ever heard me speak, um, you know, and I speak across the country and I talk about building close sibling friendships, well, that's fine and good. But as adults, they can easily offend. And then when you start adding uh, children who get married and then those married children have a set of beliefs and ideas of what's right and wrong, and they start talking in their ear, you could really undo the work you've put into easily. So my role now is to apply the experience that I've gained of 35 years of mothering my children and raising my children and studying them and knowing at the core how they think, how they feel, how they react. Now I'm able to apply that to their adult years. So I speak to them in a way that I know they're going to hear. Not accusatory, not as a know-it-all, not as a mom is going to come in and if three easy steps, fix it. And what does that have to do with guarding ourselves against labels. Well, because a label, a type, well, I'm, I'm a three, I'm a two, I'm an eight from the Enneagram for those of you that aren't familiar with that. Or, well, I'm an introvert, so I, I just, I don't like to talk. Or I'm a this, or I'm, I'm just really driven and really focused. Okay, great. That doesn't mean you drive over people. It doesn't mean you devalue somebody else because they're not exactly like you. God's called us to love others. I mean, that's, that's what he's called us, to love others well. Why, don't we have to, why do we have to guard against labels? Because we are to be breathing life into people. So in the, in the episode where I talk about strengths and weaknesses and love languages, all of that is just so that we can learn how to breathe life into those that we love or we work with or we interface with on a daily basis. So we are to love others well. We are to breathe life into others. We are to be thoughtful or thought-filled, filled with thoughts of how we can love others well. It is not about us learning to stand our ground and just proclaim to the world, well, this is how I'm hardwired, and if you don't like it, too bad. Sorry. I'm sorry, guys. If that's how you're living, that is wrong. And I know I'm going to get emails about that. And you're going to give me 15 different reasons of how you're going to be strong. You're going to stand up for yourself. No, God stands up for you. God has an assignment for you. And that assignment is that you love others well. And that you be full of grace. That you understand the people that you are living with or that you work with. That you that you intentionally purpose to understand how they think, feel, and process life around them. That's really important. That you be mindful and thoughtful. That the words come out of your mouth are going to impact the hearer. So you've got to put on the lens of the other person. How are they looking at things? I mean, I can tell you, I mean, uh, you know, I'm married to Tom. We've been married 35 years. And within two seconds, I can have him mad at me. Why? Because if I'm not careful, I'll just, you know, say something, knowing that how he hears is very, very differently than how I hear. And I know if I'm not careful and I just spit something out because I, well, I'm thinking it. And as one of my family members used to say to me, hey, it's 
I'm just going to tell it like it is. Well, no, I'm sorry. If you're not asked to tell it like it is, or I've heard, oh, I'm just going to give somebody peace of my mind. Well, I have a newsflash. Nobody wants a piece of your mind. Just keep your mind to yourself. But if you have a relationship, people will invite you to share your thoughts. And it's your responsibility to share them in a way that are going to be received well by the hearer. Because you're supposed to be compassionate. So when I was saying, yeah, in, in two seconds, I can, we can go from having a happy time to my husband being quite irritated at me. And that's, that is my, my responsibility. Some people will say, well, that's his fault. Is it? Really? I don't think so. I think we are responsible for the words that we speak. Yes, we are also responsible for the words that we hear. So that is why this beautiful thing about a relationship, whether it's with your kids or your spouse or your parents, the beautiful thing is, if everyone is being mindful, thought-filled before they speak, if they're really paying attention to what the hearer might hear, do you know what the beautiful thing is? We have a lot less conflict. Why? Because we're saying words are going to land into a tender place of somebody else's heart. You guys, I think I've said that in every podcast. I'm going to say that to the cows come home. Why? Because words are powerful. Relationships can be built up or torn down. And there is a reason why God says a wise woman tears down her own home. What's the flip to that? An unwise woman tears it down with her own hands. All right, I know. I am woman. I should be able to say whatever I want, do whatever I want. No, I'm sorry. You are a woman and you are fearfully, wonderfully made. And if you're married, you are a wife. And if you are, if you are blessed with children, then you are a mother. Whether it's adopted or foster care or, you know, you're just taking some care of somebody's children or maybe you're just very close with, you know, people and you work with children at church or, you know, you have nieces and nephews that you look after, grand, grandkids. Yeah, you are a woman. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing because God has made us nurturers by nature. And it is up to us to guard what comes out of our mouth. And that is why this whole focus of this podcast today was to guard ourselves against labels. Assessments are merely tools that help us understand or give us insight in how other people process life, how they think, how they feel, and how they process the world around them. Assessments are tools to help us understand what our next assignment is and how we're going to fulfill that next assignment. They're not designed, they shouldn't be, to give us a big hang up on, well, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I just, I just don't know. Like I've said before, I didn't know calculus, but my son needed it. So what did I have to do? Figure out how he was going to get calculus. And if those of you that taught calculus or you know it, I wish I would have known you back when my son needed calculus. I probably would have called you. But God has given you an assignment. And that assignment involves other people because you have to work and live and do life with other people. And God has equipped you with strength. God has made you strong, but not in your own power. God has made you brave, but not because you can muster it up. God has, believe it or not, made you to be confident, but not in your own ability. But God has made you to 
equipped you to be a doer of his word. And he's given you the gifts, strengths, and talents to accomplish what he has assigned for you to do. I know that we talked about, you know, many things and I want to hear your feedback. And I love how so many of you are just kind of asking me deep dive questions and know that I will be doing, you know, as many podcasts as I can and answering them as fast as I can. But it's me, you know, it's me on the other end of this microphone. I, I don't have a big old team. It's me. And so, yeah, I will tell you, I get behind on my emails and I get behind on my social media. You know, people will send me an Instagram note or they'll send me a direct message on Facebook or somebody will text me or they'll send me. I mean, it's just amazing all the different ways we can get a hold of somebody through LinkedIn and ask questions or share and ask for help. You know, I'm, I, I, sometimes I get behind, but it doesn't mean that I am not interested or don't care or that I'm, you know, being neglectful. I am. And I'm super happy that this show has been, that you've been responding so well to it. I, I love it that so many of you are, are sharing equipped to be with your friends, just like you did with, uh, parenting beyond the rules, parenting beyond the rules went is done so well. I mean, I never in my wildest dreams thought Amazon would be out of stock or that there would be hundreds of books on back order. That's not the greatest thing to have, but it's pretty humbling, don't you think? So I'm glad that you're listening to this. And as topics come up, like the other day when I was talking about strengths and just trying to help you understand how who you are and how God made you, I didn't expect that the next time we did a podcast, I would be talking about, okay, don't guard yourself from labels. What were humans? And we tend to like a pendulum, we swing from one side to the extreme other side. So we go all in on assessments and tools and we start telling everybody because, frankly, you know, we get excited. I, I love to be able to talk, you know, geek out on these assessments and talk about them and help people understand who they are and how they are hardwired and how God has made and designed them to navigate all seasons of their life. I love doing that. And then I also like helping people understand that when I started off by saying, guard yourself against labels, those aren't your identifiers. Your identifiers is that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, that God has given you a purpose, that he has an assignment for your life that's unique to you. And if you don't fulfill that assignment, guess what? There's a gap. And some people say, well, somebody else will come along and fill it, but they can't fill it the way you do. Somebody can't mother your kids the way you mother them. Someone can't do the job that you're doing if, let's just, you know, whatever vocation or if you're mentoring or teaching, somebody else isn't going to have the exact words that you're going to have. There's a lot of people that do what I do, but they don't do it like I do it. And I can worry and fret and compare myself and like, oh, I just need to be doing more. No, I just need to be doing me. And And I need to be doing me in the way that God says I need to be doing me. And you need to do you the way God has designed for you to do you. And you need to say yes to the assignment, even if you're scared, because he said, I will be there with you. I, I have equipped you for this. I, I'm not going to leave you. I, I will carry you if it gets hard and you can't do it. But we don't identify ourselves by an assessment. It's just a tool. We identify ourselves with who God said we are. And we are fearfully, wonderfully made with unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that we can use those to be the wife or husband, the mother, the father, the daughter, the neighbor, the coworker, the teacher. We use those to uniquely fill the, the place in this time and this on this day 
that God has for you. And it's just that simple. So I appreciate you staying with me today as we talk about guarding yourself against labels. I'd love to know your thoughts about it. Do you ever struggle with getting confused and thinking that my assessments, my strengths, my type, my personality, do you ever get confused and thinking that that's who you are? Like instead of realizing that that's how God made you, but not necessarily to your core, how he wants you to live. So I'd love to hear your feedback. You can always uh, get in touch with me. Uh, let, let me know. Share this with a friend. Give me some feedback. And that's it for today's episode of Equip to Be. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equip to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.